Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. And I'm Tom Scholey. Got a great one for you today, but first, gotta let you guys know about the Patreon. The King Kayfabers on the Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon get access to all our videos uh, ahead of time, completely mitigating that Kayfabe effect. Uh, they also get access to the uh, live stream recording sessions while we are producing these videos, and it creates a great little back and forth within the, uh, within the Cartoonist Kayfabe community. The vids are brought to you by the books that we make. Tom Forthcoming has the I Am Stan graphic biography of the legendary Stan Lee coming out to you towards the end of uh, summer. August? August, yeah. August, hi, man. This comic is a masterpiece. We've done videos on it uh, so far. We'll do bigger videos when the thing comes out, but you got to pre-order. You got to get your hands on this book uh, when it comes out. You're looking at the bibliography of Jim Rugg and myself. Uh, Jimmy did Hulk Grand Design. He's the artist behind Playing Janes. Street Angel is the comic he's been working on for about 20 years. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive is out there right now. Uh, Street Angel Princess of Poverty is what's forthcoming in uh, the summer here uh, in 2023. Scoop up those works and support uh, Jim so that we can keep these vids going. I'm going to have Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you in time for the holidays this year. 504 page comic with 140 pages of additional materials, uh, lots of additional art that I drew specifically for this book. Uh, there are four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree out there. There are three volumes of X-Men Grand Design and we're collecting all of X-Men Grand Design into uh, a trilogy trade paperback that's gonna be out in time for the holidays also. Um, Red Room is the current focus of my energies and that's the cover to Red Room Crypto Killers number two. Issue one is fresh out on the stands. Please scoop up these comics. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. These are horror, horror comics that stand on their own. So if you see a random issue out there, scoop it up, give it a shot. If you dig it, grab another. And uh, Tom has already done uh, Jack Kirby bi uh, biography comic. It's going to be coming out uh, in paperback uh, around the same time as the Stan Lee book. He's the author behind American Barbarian, Fantastic Four Grand Design, uh, Go Bots. Transformers vs. G.I. Joe and a number of other things, but while we're here today We are going to be looking at the graphite edition of Destroyer Duck Tom how many issues uh, does this thing comprise? Uh, I think five or six but um, uh, You know like I like we have a history with Destroyer Duck because that was part of like that first the, video the, the, the proto kayfabe video. Yeah, when we're in the comic shop and stuff uh, you know Good luck for trying to find a copy for for a dollar anymore, man. Yeah, and uh, so here it is. This like and you know hats off to uh, tomorrow's because this is some niche stuff. Yeah, you know like I don't know what the demand is out there for a you know Destroyer Duck Graphite Edition book of the pencils, but I'm in that audience. And this, uh, the presentation is just great. Um, they had a lot of decisions they had to make in this volume, and uh, you know, you know, re really well done. And the uh, one of the standout things in it, we get Steve Gerber's script. Yes, Steve Gerber's script. You get to read it, and uh, you know, I I hold Destroyer Duck number one in very high regard. I think it's a great comic, and and possibly Kirby's greatest. Com it's it comic it's it's in the running it's there, there there's a lot of reasons for that we get uh steve gerber's script and it's marvel style so he's telling a story in there but it's really up to jack to kind of you know do it his way and this gerber script is amazing and i'm reading it and i'm like oh 
hey, I don't really remember that part. And I don't, because Jack uh, leaves out a lot. Like on the cover, there's Destroyer Duck fighting these three guys. One of them's high tech, one of them's a ninja, one of them's like a mafia guy. It's an amazing sequence described in here. Jack Kirby leaves it out entirely. And there's a lot of stuff in this script where uh, Gerber's like, okay, Jack, my apologies, but the next couple pages are going to be seven panel pages. My apologies. There's no seven panel pages in the finished book. Because Jack Kirby, Jack Kirby, this was a freebie. This was, Destroyer Duck was, uh, number, number one, the lawsuit edition, was a way to pay for Steve Gerber's lawsuit against Marvel Comics for the rights to um, to Howard the Duck. And so so he he had the difficult task, and Mark Evanier tells the story in this book, of asking Jack Kirby to draw a comic for him for free. Jack Kirby was very generously agreed to it. He liked the idea of sticking it to Marvel. But what I realized seeing these pencils is that Jack Kirby's got his way of drawing a comic when he's getting paid, and then his way of draw, drawing a comic when it's, hey, I'm doing a favor for you. And so this is it, because I was looking at this. Now, again, this is a showstopper, this double-page spread. Now, in the uh, in, in the Steve Gerber script, Jack is supposed to convey all of this information in the first splash page. The first, now, if you look at that first splash page, it's... Uh, you know, very simplified, very, like, the rendering is very crude and stuff, and I, I was kind of thinking, like, about the dates. I'm like, where does this line up for, like, is this later than I thought, or whatever? But it's like, no, Kirby did much more, like, rigorous work on later stuff. You know, the, he does have work that kind of, you know, fall, starts to fall off towards the end, but it comes much later. It comes in, like, you know, 85, 86. This is 80, 81. So, I, I was really seeing like, oh, this is Jack Kirby's like, oh, here's a gift way of drawing. Now, Jack Kirby is such a pro, such an amazing uh, artist that everything in this co comic is there. Now, this double page spread is the exception. This this is a showstopper. This is great. But he was just not interested, especially for no money at all, not interested in doing that really hard stuff at his advanced age of drawing super detailed stuff in like little panels. Uh, maybe if you know, Gene Colan was working on this or so, like, like I realized what a, what a good collaborator Gene Colan was with, cause Gene Colan was sort of game for anything, but that doesn't mean this is a bad comic. Like, again, like I said, like Jack Kirby gives you every, it, it's not pretty, but he gives you everything you need. Yeah. You could tell that he's, he's trying to figure out this duck face. Like, yeah. And I'm not, there's, even, no, there's no confidence in any of that. I'm not a hundred percent sure that we're actually seeing Kirby here. Right. It looks like maybe it was erased and then attempted by somebody else. Yeah. Because, like, later on, we do see some more, like, Kirby kind of stuff. But, like, here... So, that double-page spread, Jack Kirby was like, I'm done. I got, like, real work I got to do. So, he's cruising through here. Again, when you see the finished comic, Ink by Alfredo Alcala, Kirby knows where, you know, where to put everything. So, it reads great. And that sort of raw quality kind of works with the subject matter. It is... Uh, you know, maybe like one of Kirby's most disturbing comics. Right. It's very weird. Plucked of his feathers. That the, was that was part of yes. the old uh, video. Yeah, and, and just the, <laughs> the right, like, look at this bizarre face. Um, and 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 uh, the the real proof that's in the pudding in here is that the issue two of Destroyer Duck, where Jack's actually getting you know his his rate, you know, getting paid, is like 
Prime Kirby again. So like the rest of the issues are Prime Kirby. It's just this first like freebie that's that's again, it's it's a weird thing to say because it's still great. It's still amazing, but you know he's not like drawing at like the illustration level that that you know he he was doing you know the day before and the day after yeah so it was, it, that was that was a revolution a revelation here yeah it's so cool because i mean this is like this is primal comics like yes. we get to see like jack kirby's kind of primal comic technique yes. to just like blast something out because by all accounts people like mark avanier who who recall seeing stan i mean seeing jack kirby work uh it's not that he was fast. It's the guy was okay with work until 4 a.m. Yeah. And when he started working at 10 a.m. that that same day, like he would just put in the the mm -hmm. the, the, the hour. The, he was putting pen. in the hours, and so that's that's what's missing here. Yeah, he's he's putting in all the essentials, but he's not like putting in those extra hours to like really polish it up. And again, um, I would argue that that we have more than enough polish in comics sure and what we don't have enough of is the sort of underlying life and this this comic is alive yes it you is you know it's it's alive uh i i am disappointed in the um tomorrow's lettering uh, right. all over this thing like why are we yeah. covering up uh jack kirby's pencils well yeah i mean i understand the choice they had to make like is this an art show piece or do you want to actually read it i'm glad that they went ahead with actually it's different they did a graphite edition of captain victory the difference is that it was jack kirby writing it so he penciled in the letters there's letter. no letters on this so yeah there is an alternate universe you might even be able to get the pdf from them because they have a link to a pdf that has like all kinds of supplemental material you're looking for so you might be able to get that but yeah i know what you mean it's not you know like you know if we were lettering this or whatever you know like we'd have a little more finesse but again it is readable it is a reading experience and and i'm you know it, it, it was it was a, a real option but you can see how this is tighter yes you know this is much tighter and and the rest of the series is like that so it was that that was a shock like i didn't expect it to be as raw as it was the way that he kayfabe's perspective <laughs> is like second to none man and it really when you talk about having life yeah like his his backgrounds absolutely do and again this is you know it, like the subject matter because like i would argue that the devil uh, that Destroyer Duck number one is maybe Steve Gerber's best comic too. Mm. And he is writing from the heart. Like that, right. it's a great, like I would love to redraw that script. Like not that I feel it needs to be done, but it would be so much fun. And there is like just a really great action sequence. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like Sin City or yeah. something, you know, like early Sin City because it's just like raw comics, raw, like kind of like, uh, you know, a, a, a duck with a gun out for vengeance like something you really haven't seen in comics before like some of those like rick veach like underground comics are kind of like akin to that right um but it, and it's also like it's these guys who are like sort of pros professionals and now they're doing like an independent comic and it's like okay well what is an independent comic and it's kind of like well maybe an independent comic is kind of like an underground comic because it's got like an underground energy and it's like it's it's thoroughly anti-corporate right and the depiction of this corporate dystopia is chilling and very familiar you know and 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 really uh you know kind of kind of visionary in some ways where they uh, they squeeze every ounce that they can get out of uh, little guy who's supposed to be howard the duck where it's like okay you start off having like a cool job when you're no longer useful in that capacity 
you're now you're a sideshow freak and then you're not success so now it's and then we're just going to dissect you the only thing they left out is that the last step should have been like because they dissect him and they just kick him out on the street they don't but the last step would have been like harvesting him for meat right you know, which they kind of do with destroyer duck himself at the end of issue one <laughs> but it's just it's like it's like a comic that's like pure vitriol and 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 uh and the later issues are are not quite you know, not they, quite so much as the first. They issue. they become almost general parody yeah. of like the zeitgeist. You know, your Pac Man issue and yeah. and uh, yeah, Afghanistan. The 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 um the anti corporate thread still is there and yeah. like, but it is and it is like you know commercialism and uh, strawberry shortcake and all that stuff. Like it's good. Like it, the rest of it's good, but that first one is like you know it's uh, again yeah like like uh, Sin City a couple years before Sin City and it's also. Like, I think of Jack Kirby as, like, a 60s guy and kind of, you know, 70s maybe. So it is fun that he's riffing on, like, the stuff I grew up with. Like, like uh, you know, he's like riffing Atari. On, yeah, Atari. Yeah, Pac-Man and Strawberry Shortcake and then Reagan showing up instead of, like, uh, you know, JFK or Nixon or, you know, Carter or, or Ford or somebody showing up in one of his comics. Look at this man. It's nearly a Dark Knight page. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just such a like a weird body of work, and I'm so glad they collected it in a hardcover version. And you get to see the the pencils. There's like a Travis Travis Bickle. They reference Travis Bickle. They reference the guy who shot Reagan. They, right. You know, they reference <laughs> like it's 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 a wild stew. And there's letters in here from Steve Gerber saying like, I'm kind of done with this Destroyer Duck thing. Like, how about we just wrap this thing up and then pair me and Kirby up on something else? Because I think like. They were working at Ruby Spears, and it's also funny reading the script because when he's he's making these notes to Jack in the script, and he's the references are so great because he's like, okay, this scene, uh, make it like the Knights of Wondagore from Thor, okay, and then this scene over here, it's gonna be like a castle out of Thundar the Barbarian because they were working on Thundar the Barbarian to get another thing that's like real important for me, and then he's like, okay, now this is kind of like Goldie Gold and Action Jack, so it's like stuff that they're like this this weird obscure stuff that I grew up with, but that like they're working on at Ruby Spears, and like those are his reference points with Jack, and I think that probably he would if he was gonna start from scratch and say, oh, I'm gonna do a comic book with Jack Kirby, his first choice probably would be like oh let's do something like like Thundar like let's do something with like high tech and robot like it wouldn't be this weird parody but I think because it's such an odd fit for Kirby and, and maybe even like a little bit out of uh, Steve uh, Gerber's wheelhouse even though like he was kind of like the weirdo like pushing that stuff I think that's that's what makes it great too it's true yeah like Jack Kirby is such a straight man, you know, yeah. like he didn't do that much dingbats of Danger Street. Right, yeah. Uh, so seeing him in this, it's it's kind of straight. There's our Pac-Man guy. The Pac-Man guy, yeah. And, and, and again, this is, we're, get, we're getting into like a Jack Kirby's Red Room where he grinds <laughs> the guy up into meatballs. <laughs> Absolutely, like them. this is so disturbing. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's very, like seeing Kirby do this stuff is disturbing because you do associate him with your childhood and a certain amount of wholesomeness. But He's got like uh he's got a sense of humor that's like completely his own and it you know Alcala almost takes it back to this Joe Simon days yeah with with some of this art well that's the other ingredient and so you do get a taste of it in here is that like that's another oddball decision is Alfredo Alcala inking Kirby is just another like left field kind of thing and it is 
it's something you've never seen before. And again, another one of my favorites and somebody like I, whose work I grew up with, but like pairing those two together. And it was just sort of like, they were all in that West studio. Coast. Yeah, yeah oh, they, were, they were at Ruby Spears. Yeah. All th- like Alcala was inking Kirby's presentation art and stuff at Ruby Spears. But yeah, just uh, like, I, I, I like the uh, I- inclusion of like those little bits of uh, historical context and stuff. Oh, that's right, man. It was also one of those things that was, col- it was colored blue line method. So it had brush strokes. Yeah, and- that, I mean, that's another thing about maybe, you know, why Destroyer Duck number one stands out. Destroyer Duck number one is a comic book. It's on newsprint. It's that kind of color. So it's like Steve Gerber, who's been, you know, you knew from the comic, from the funnies, and Jack Kirby, who you knew from the funnies, on this class, doing something completely wild on this old format. Very disturbing. And then when you move it, issue two onward is like that kind of glossy paper and yeah, the blue line color. It's it's not quite, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't quite have the punch. They really have a system set up there at tomorrow. It's like, this feels like it might be almost like a print-on-demand. Could be, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of a little creaky when you, like, when you turn. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like the production values are like sort of cheap. And, you know, like these aren't these aren't built to, to sell 100,000 of yeah, these or anything. It's not like the, the Fantastic Four, like zoomed in, uh, you know, Abrams book or something. Right. It's not that. But again, it's like, what's, what's the demand for this? How, like... I bought it. You didn't buy it. Jim didn't. But like, how many people in Pittsburgh bought this? Like, yeah. I didn't see any other copies of this on. Like, I pre-ordered this at the at the comic store. I didn't see any other up on the rack. You know. Right. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, I think we just sold a couple today. Man. I hope so. You good to go? Yeah, I'm good. K Faber's like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. If you become a King K Faber on our Patreon, you're getting all the videos uh, well before anybody else. And hey, maybe there's a very finite amount of these uh, Destroyer Daku Graphite editions. Get them while they're hot. The vids are also brought to you by the books that we make. And Tom, uh, guest host of Honor, is producing the I Am Stan graphic biography of the legendary Stan Lee. It's going to be coming out uh, at towards the end of this summer. Uh, he is also the creator of uh, the Jack Kirby epic life of the King of Comics. Uh, Jack Kirby biographical comic uh, that is out there getting a paperback edition when the Stan Lee book comes out Uh, Tom did Fantastic Four Grand Design Transformers vs. G.I. Joe Go Bots American Barbarian uh, 25 years worth of of comics Uh, I'm going to be having a couple collections come out this year the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is going to come out in time for the holidays, about 504 pages in total with 140 pages of additional material that's not in the original four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree. Lots of art I created uh, exclusively for this book. I'm also collecting uh, the X-Men Grand Design Trilogy into a trade paperback from Marvel Comics. It's going to be available uh, in time for the holidays as well. Red Room is the current project that I'm putting together, and this is the cover to Red Room Crypto Killers number one that is out on the racks uh, at this very moment. Red Room Crypto Killers 2 should be coming out any any time now. Uh, it is going to be a monthly book. Um, each issue is completely self-contained. There are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there right now, the Anti-Social Network and Red Room Trigger Warnings. Please support the books. Keep the uh, lights on in the Kayfabe Studios. We'll be able to keep going. Jim Rugg has uh, Street Angel Princess of Poverty coming out this summer, collecting his early round of Street Angel comics. It's a companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. He is the artist behind Plain Janes and the creator of Hulk Grand Design. 
Uh, so without further ado, go get your Destroyer Duck Graphite editions, and Tom, give the people the marching orders. Read more comics. <laughs>